Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Konnichiwa, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Yes, I'm trying some Japanese there uh, to keep it a little sassy. Because we all know that Japanese is sassy. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Sassy Japanese and classy. Sassy and classy, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think konnichiwa is actually the only thing I know in Japanese. Uh... I, I, nothing's coming to mind right now in my brain, so... No. Mm. Pokemon! <laughs> is that Japanese? Uh, kawaii? That... Kawaii? Kawaii? Uh, kawaii? Kawaii? Uh, how's your week been? Uh, uh, kind of laid back, but at the same time, it seemed like everything went super slow this week, I guess, for me. Like, it seemed like a super okay. long week, because... I don't know, it just did. Like, not a lot happening, I guess. Well, then you didn't have my week, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> uh, my dad came on Wednesday. It was here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, yeah. Um, and Monday was busy. Uh, Tuesday was busy, yeah. Right. Just done done a lot this this week with my apartment. Oh yeah, that's like right. That. Big projects yeah. probably. Yeah, new dresser, fixing up uh, the sofa, uh, fixing uh, the drapes on in the bathroom, uh, screwing a, a, a new TV on here. Uh, yeah, moving stuff. Throwing stuff out. <laughs> Just a lot of things. Right. Uh, new new, new uh, lights. Yeah. Just things I needed. We were going to fix the apartment up for me leaving anyway, so we were like, oh, yeah. we just drop it? <laughs> and we were like, no, let's just fix it. It's nicer for me to live in it anyway. Don't have to sell it just to dress it up a little better. And we haven't changed it in the five years I lived here, so... Yeah, so that'll be nice. A little change of yeah. scenery, especially when you're stuck inside so much right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, it was super nice to see my dad. It's just been, like, I have been very, very busy. I feel, I feel like I have almost not seen anything on TV or... Uh, movies but i have uh, gathered the two last days i've seen a lot so i don't feel that ill prepared but on 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 monday i was like oh my god i haven't done anything for the podcast this week <laughs> right uh, i mean it's i wouldn't i never stress about watching movies or tv if i don't it's like i didn't that's how i feel about the movies and right. tv for the podcast like i usually am gonna watch something anyway so you know what i mean in uh, so I never stress about that that part, really. Sometimes the news I stress about, because it'll be like, I feel like nothing important happened. You know what I mean? It, that's right. kind of how I felt this week, is I've, I was so busy the last, whatever, few months, 
this week it felt like everything all of a sudden stopped and i like two yeah. days two days into that i started going stir crazy because it was like i yeah. felt like i needed stuff to do but there was nothing to do right uh yeah yeah it's it, it's fine i'm feeling good today had a good breakfast feeling chipper ship 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 ahoy <laughs> You ready to sail away then, old sailor? Right. Sail, sail into the new sun, maybe. We'll sail under the African horn right over to Australia. How's that sound? <laughs> toot, toot. Uh, yeah, Facebook's to restore uh, Australian news, pay media companies. Right, we didn't talk about Facebook because it happened oh. the day before... Uh, like the yeah. night, the night before we did the podcast last week, so we didn't really have right. it in the news, but we did talk about Google. What two weeks ago or something? What happened yes, with them in in Australia? Facebook mm-hmm. announced Tuesday that it would lift the ban on Australians viewing and sharing news on its platform after it struck a deal with the government on proposed le- legislation that would make digital giants pay for journalism, which is what happened with Google as well. The social media company had caused alarm when its sudden decision last week to block news on its platforms across Australia after a House of Representatives passed a draft law. Initially, uh, the blackout was to cut access, at least temporarily, uh, to government pandemic, public health, and emergency services fueling outrage. Uh, Facebook's cooperation is a major victory in Australia's efforts to to make two major gateways to the internet, Google and Facebook pay for the journalism uh, and stories they use. Yeah. I uh, like uh, like I said, I think this is kind of like I feel like uh, Australia is uh, kind of being in the battle for <laughs> for the rest of the world almost. It felt like 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 they said, "Hey, listen here, you big tech companies, you should actually pay the people that uh, uses revenue for your site. I feel like the Australians are going about it the correct way, where in America we're also kind of trying to curb what's happening with Facebook and Google as far as news goes, but instead of doing this, we're doing (laughs) censorship and the deplatforming and getting rid of people, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I, I am very... Uh, pro this. I, I've seen a lot of leftists and rightists on the net going bananas about this, but I'm I'm very pro this. To, to be honest, I'm. I feel like Australia. I, Australia have pro on their side, to say it that way. I feel like everybody wins in this situation. Like nobody loses yeah. uh, when uh, when this kind of deal gets uh, set. Uh, the only thing to look out for in the future is Facebook and Google trying to undercut these deals they've made, trying to not pay the money that they were that they're right. they're being asked to pay, because they have really big lawyers and they they're international. They oh we we we'll pay it in a month. We'll pay it the, and you know and just kind of like let it go that kind of right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they tried something like that. Or try to pay a little less than they were supposed to or something. Yeah. Right. Right. It, it is interesting to see how they're going to monetize this. It will be very interesting. I, I do think this is the right way. Well, right the way they're doing it in Australia is they're the mm-hmm. Australian news companies, the ones that are act- that are going to be allowed to be used on Facebook, uh, have a deal with Facebook where they get Facebook pays to use their. It's like a subscription. They pay to use their content 
as like a subscription. Right. It's the same kind of idea. So then any news service that they're not paying subscription to, Facebook or Google, they're not allowed to use, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. That makes totally sense. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder, I just wonder, like, uh, uh, how hard it is to monetize, like, uh, but does does this mean uh, what what does does this mean for individuals users though? Like, if I share a news story on there, do I have to follow the guidelines of Facebook uh, in posting something? I, I, yeah, uh, that's a. I don't. I think this is. Uh, I that's a good question. I don't know. I think another good yeah. question is then. Can Facebook just choose not to pay a specific news uh, right. organization that they don't want to have on their site? And so then they right. have an excuse not to use that news site because they don't like that news mm-hmm. site's politics or that news a specific person who owns that news site or they're a, they're an oppo- right. they're owned by an opposing uh, tech company or something like that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like big news. <laughs> so yeah there's good things and bad things about this i think that's why on both sides um people mm. are kind of split on this for sure uh then we have some protesters in los Pania. uh so this is being over unrest over jail rapper uh, of all things in the world He's uh, outspoken uh, about the Catalonian uh, freedom, freedom from Spain, uh, in which we right. talked about last week. They had made a huge movement in uh, the parliament, uh, the Catalonians did, and it, then just right after that, they arrest this rapper who's, it says nine months, uh, he has a nine-month sentence. He's known for his vir- uh, virulent anti-establishment raps and has prompted debate over the freedom of expression in Spain and sparked protests at times. Uh, you have taught us that being peaceful is useless, read a banner and that was being carried by the protesters. Five people were arrested uh, for robbing shops. Police officers were injured. A Twitter post uh, by, according to a Twitter to- post by the Catalanian, Catalan- Catalanian Regional Police Force, uh, it was about a thousand yeah. demonstrators in the city. Uh, it says here, uh, on Sunday, a lone man stood outside of a concert hall shouting at protesters, you don't touch Paulo, the rapper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went uh, to uh, the YouTube world when I read this, and I listened to some of his music. It's just bad. Uh, yeah, definitely. A, it's aggressive. So I can see why they yeah. would be. Uh, it's aggressive in a very anti-establishment way. Um, and so yeah. I can see how the government would be not happy about it. But them arresting the, him at this specific time, right after there was yeah. a huge victory for yeah. the Catalonians is like, clearly yeah. they I, I don't know if they did it on purpose to ignite this, but that's what happened. Uh, that was a yeah. ca- cause yeah. and effect. Yeah, no, it seems uh, it seems a little like it seems a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it seems a little predisposed in a way uh, that uh, they are kind of like doing it to get a reaction almost. I don't know if that's the case or not, but no, I, it definitely yeah. seems like that. Um, but <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> I mean, say that way. 
It says he was jailed for glorifying terrorism and insulting royalty. So one of the things he was in, arrested for was insulting oh, no. the royal family or whatever. And terrorism, oh, no. they, when they talk about terrorism, what they're suggesting is that the Catalonian protesters from right. uh, are, are, were terrorists. terrorists. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, now, I just, I, I, I really am pro-independency uh, down in Catalonia, and I... I do think that uh, we were talking a little about this uh, uh, at the end of last year. Uh, I said that I think the next country to go out of the EU is maybe Spain. And the reason was kind of this, like, I think this will maybe drive Spain out of the EU if Catalonia gets uh, independence uh, as well, because they have... Uh, kind of their resources. This is why the uh, government in Spain is fighting so hard for this uh, piece of land. It's because most of their income comes from the Catalonian side of Spain. So, of course, Spain is interested in having them inside of their country borders. Right, totally. Yeah. Let's go to Portland, Oregon. I know somebody in Oregon. Um... Police squad uh, had a little problem there. Um, tell me about it. Uh, roughly a dozen police, uh, Portland police officers faced off with a small group at Portland Fred Myers on Tuesday after people tried to take food that had been thrown away in a dumpster. Uh, workers at Hollywood West Fred Myers. I've actually been to this ho- this Fred Myers many times. I had a friend that lived right next to it, and we used to go there and get sodas all the time. Um, Workers at the Hollywood West Fred Myers. So, so for for people that don't know what Fred Myers is, what is Fred Myers? It's a grocery store. Right. Just like any, yeah, it's just a local grocery store chain. Um, It's not. It's not like it's not like a Walmart in the sense where it has it, but it is like it has some a section for clothes and other things also besides groceries, but it's mostly a grocery store. uh, yeah, workers at this Fred Myers threw away thousands of perishable items because uh, the store, like many others, had lost power in the outage brought by the region's winter storm. Uh, images on sh- social media showed mountains of, of packages of meat and cheese and juice, as well as whole turkeys racks of and racks of ribs that had been tossed into large dumpsters near the store. Uh, mm-hmm. Around 2.30 p.m., a few people gathered in hopes of salvaging the food from the dumpster, but within a few hours... People seeking food from the dumpsters began to report police officers showing up to guard the dumpsters and prevent prevent people from taking items. Uh, some Why? of the people showed up, and the store manager called the police shortly afterwards. Uh, the police said uh, a local began to live stream the interaction on Instagram. Uh, she said, after that, other people started showing up and asking them, Why are you guarding? Why are you guys guarding a dumpster? <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I, I don't really understand this. Like, what are they doing that is illegal for the first... Like, it doesn't seem like this would be illegal at all. I No. Uh, it seems to me that store policy, I would assume, is that if the, the freezers go out for whatever amount right. of time, even if it's 15 minutes, maybe that's the store policy. I don't know what Fred Meyer's store policy is, but most... Right. Of these places, the policy is if it goes out for, 
the, the electricity, the or the freezer goes out of for a specific amount of time. That stuff can't be sold because it's considered right. a liability. Uh, so yeah. maybe that would make sense. Like if they were to have private security show up to guard the dumpster for the Fred Myers, because Fred Myers would be worried about getting sued if somebody got sick. Whatever yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Even though that would be ridiculous because yeah. they pulled it out of that a dumpster. Would, yeah, that was my my next point. That would be the worst case I I have I have ever heard as a judge. If someone comes into my court room and says, "Hey, I want money and sue the store because I used their dumpster meat to take make myself dinner and got sick," I would throw that court case. Out of the court faster than they could still meet. Right. The other thing is, it's the middle of winter, and at this at the time, it was completely cold. Fro like not near freezing out at at the time uh, when this was happening. Right. So it's it was probably the meat was probably safer outside the store than inside the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just store policy to throw it away. It's like I said, and then these police officers showed up. Uh, mm. The employees said they felt the situation was escalated and fear, fe feared there may be a physical confrontation between people there. So maybe they were worried people were going to fight over the food, I guess. That's their. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that seems a little far-fetched. <laughs> it's a really bad look for the police as well. That yeah. they, uh, oh, yeah. During a pandemic when so many people are in need of food right now and yeah. are... are uh, in need of some kind of assistance like this is just mm -hmm. a symptom of what's going on in america let alone that the police officers were there but let there are people pulling meat out of dumpsters to eat it bro <laughs> yeah that's maybe the thing we should be focused on here yeah you know it seems a waste of resources of police work to be honest and food this is a waste of food like if yeah if the policy yeah, yeah, of Fred yeah. Myers is to throw it away, maybe they should figure out a way to salvage it and give it to homeless shelters or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no. I just... Well, it, it's just a very, very obscure. Talking about obscure and totally stupid, uh, let's talk about GC Max. Uh, she offers up to give up UK and French citizenship uh, for bail. This is... Which <laughs> British socialite Gisley Maxwell has offered to give up both her UK and French citizenship in exchange for bail. Miss Maxwell is accused of helping convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. In a court filing, her lawyer said she had no desire to leave the US and she would be willing to renounce her foreign citizenship to eliminate any opportunity for her to seek refuge in those countries. <laughs> right. Right. Can't. Like there's not 684 other countries <laughs> she could go to, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. her money that's hidden yeah, no, in the Cayman all, Islands. All, only the only the UK and the French I would go to because of their food. Her, uh, <laughs> she will. Oh, her lawyers also proposed her and her husband's assets be placed in a monitored account to prevent them being able to use the money to leave the country, like she doesn't have other hidden money. Right. right. Yeah. Miss Maxwell has been jailed in Brooklyn, New York, since she was arrested and since oh last July. Right. I'm going to guess she has at least five accounts in the Cayman Islands. Probably a Swiss bank account somewhere. <laughs> yeah. What's that little tiny island that's a huge tax haven right off of England? That 
Whatever, oh, yeah. uh, whatever that one is, I'm sure she's got money yeah. there under like totally yeah. under other names and everything else. So like her yeah. passport with her name doesn't really matter if she's somebody else in a no. different passport. Uh, this is no. her third application for bail. The two previous attempts uh, <laughs> were both unsuccessful. I, I will give her that. Uh, she's at least not giving up. <laughs> it's it's not like she's like saying, "Hey, I'm going to stop now." I I admit it. <laughs> I will not get out of prison. She she she's she's at least giving uh, us uh, stuff to laugh about. I mean, this is this is stupid. Like, the what kind of judge says, "Okay." If you're going to give away your UK and French citizenship. And here's the thing. I didn't know it was allowed to have a Dao citizenship in the US of A anymore. In Norway, it's not legal. Uh, she's, it's probably been, she's probably had it for a long time. For many yeah. years. Uh, I mean, her father, I think, was a diplomat, right? So that probably is where yes. she's... Right. Well, okay, let's talk about uh, the case that every fucking media has talked about this week. Even Norwegian news have talked about this mm-hmm. so much. Up and down and up and down. Ted Cruz, uh, the most stupid man in the world this week. Uh, big L on the forehead. Ted Cruz blames criticism of Cocoon Trip on media. Because they have Trump withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, it's not because you're a stupid motherfucker. Right. Uh, Cruz, Ted Cruz was widely criticized last week after he was spotted at an airport in Houston traveling to Cancun while hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people went without power and water, well, without power, water, and heat as a result of a winter storm in Texas. After receiving backlash, the senator claimed he was only traveling to Mexico to drop off his daughters and was planning on returning to Texas promptly. Uh, But text messages obtained by the New York Times showed Cruz's wife, Heidi, messaging friends about an upcoming vacation to Cancun days before Cruz was seen at the airport. Yep. So they had already planned it ahead of time. He just chose to go anyways. Uh, Right. And and his airport tickets, the airport company said, hey... He changed it in the last, like, 24 hours right. after this case came out. Like, the airport company said, like, uh, or the travel agency or whatever, right. said, hey, he changed his tickets. <laughs> uh, now Ted Cruz is blaming extensive media coverage of his trip uh, uh, <laughs> to Cancun on a void, he says, uh, is the absence of power, uh, says... He blames the void on an absence of former President Trump, uh, which has created right. some, which has created a void in the news cycle. That is a badly written sentence, uh, really. Uh, but yeah, he's blaming that that they're covering this so much because Donald Trump is no longer president. Uh, right. I don't know. What do you do? You think this would be as big of a story if Donald Trump was still in <laughs> office? I guess that's a good uh, yes. way to kind of come yes. at it, right? Yes, because he's the senator from fucking Texas. And he's leaving Texas in the middle of the worst period of their time. Like, like the timing of this is so obscurely bad. Like, of course the news would cover it even if Trump was in power. And Ted Cruz is already a big 
a big enough name that it's not like like if it was exactly. a smaller senator that yeah. like you really hadn't heard of all that much, maybe I would say okay, yeah, if Trump was in power, maybe that would be the case. But no, right. I mean Ted Cruz was uh, in the debates and everything uh, yeah. uh, against Trump, and then kind of went back and sided with Trump. He's been in the news for four years, so yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's uh, it's it's not it's not uh, him. Uh, there's anything problem with it. it's the media. Of course, it's the media. I'm 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 a little surprised he didn't blame some Russians or some someone else. I'd like the first thing he said that he he blamed his daughters before he blamed the media. So that was fun. He was like, I had to go with them. They kind of couldn't be alone. Uh, what about their mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> why don't you trust your own fucking wife to take care of those? <laughs> Are they so hard to handle that you had to follow your wife? No, I mean, uh, it was clearly an excuse. I mean, there's no... Right. Right. It's not like... <laughs> it's not like he was sitting there going, uh, oh... We really gotta get to Cancun and worry about what's going on, uh, and then I'll worry about what's going on in Texas later. Because right now I'm not as yeah. worried about getting to Cancun. Right? It, clearly, the guy's a giant liar. I think everybody's known that this whole time. So, well, talking about pieces of shit people <laughs> in the news, I've seen this video of two women dressed as grannies. I, I'm not sure they are dressed as grannies. We we can discuss how 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 hard they tried the second time. I I think they pr probably tried harder the first time uh, because two women tried to disguise themselves as grannies in failed attempt to get the second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. Florida health official said. Should we just watch a news clip of this? Yeah, let's watch this. It's a news clip from ABC News uh, and see what what's going on here. Give me a countdown. And three, two, one, play. Women accused of posing as grandmothers to get vaccinated in Orange County, Florida. <laughs> say the women believed How are they? Tried to appear older by not really. They seriously do not look old. At, like, yes. Deputies they're not even trying. You know what you have done? You've stolen a vaccine from somebody that needs it more than you. And now you're not going to get your second one. So that's a whole waste of time we just wasted here on this. Tonight, authorities are investigating how they received their first shot in the first place and threatening to arrest them for trespassing if they try this again. Okay. So, okay. I know I'm 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 going to be in the very very slim minority here, but okay, they tricked uh, the system one time, okay, and the second dose is like it is uh, uh, important to have so and so long after the first dose. Right. I don't think they tried the second time to be honest. I think they were like, kind of like, hey, we got the first dose, give us the second one, bitches. I don't even think it was bitches, I think it was like, okay, we've got the paperwork, or we've got the paperwork here, yeah. right? So, like, they're not going to question it, because we already have the paperwork, we got it the first time, How? why, why would yeah. they question it for the second one? Because it's all signed, it's all filled out. So I think the paperwork yes. made them go, hey, we don't have to try that hard, because we've already I got, totally we've already got the, it already signed, right? Right. 
So, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be my unpopular opinion of the month. Uh, I just think they should have gotten it and kind of, like, kicked in the ass into jail. Or fined or I, something, but, I mean, the, yeah. the whole point of the vaccine is herd immunity eventually anyway, so yeah. if we're going to waste that bit of vaccine, just give it to them so that they have it, uh, yeah. and then punish them... Uh, for it yeah in 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 retrospect punish them afterwards i mean right yeah so i know this is going to sound very like oh you're saying that they should gotten it because they tricked the system no that's not really what i'm saying what i'm saying is like they're they are more or less uh, going to have the vaccine anyway in like let's say three four months but then they have to give it to give it to them two times what is the point of giving it to them two times when they already have gotten it once right and it's also just a waste of the first vaccine right because now we've just wasted two doses of the first vaccine uh and they're yes we can blame it on these two 20 year old girls right but it wouldn't have been wasted if you would have given them the second part (laughs) no and right. That's the that, that's the thing. Like that, that's why I'm saying they should have just gotten it. Yeah. Thrown in jail, and then we 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 take it from there. I don't know if I they needed to be thrown in jail. I mean, they're two very young girls. It depends to me on if they have some kind of previous criminal record or anything like that. But they're. It's not like they're they're very young, in my opinion. And I feel like if I was a judge, I would be slightly lenient on them because I feel like there are extenuating circumstances in a pandemic that could cause you as a young person to be like, okay, I'm terrified. I'm going to do something crazy. Uh, If you were stuck in Alaska, Luke, Mm -hmm. and you really, really, really had to do your duties, um... Uh, let's say you were in an outhouse. Okay. And you all of a sudden feel something beat, <laughs> trying to eat your butt. What would you do? Uh, I, I would jump up and run away, definitely. <laughs> Shannon Stevens was threatened, uh, treated with first aid kit after accident, which bear face was seen at a toilet seat level. <laughs> wow. Tell me about this. Alaska woman had a scare of the of her lifetime when using an outhouse. Uh, when she was attacked by a bear from below, uh, she says, Shannon Stevens, I got, a, I got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt as I was sitting down. <laughs> I jumped up and screamed when it happened. Yeah. Uh, wow. Her brother... And his girlfriend had taken snowmobiles into the wilderness uh, to stay in a yurt located about 20 miles northwest of Haines, Alaska. Her brother heard the screaming, went out to the outhouse. Uh, There he found Shannon tending to her wound. They first thought she had been bit by a squirrel or a mink or something small. Uh, He brought out a headlamp to see what it was. Uh, He said, I opened the toilet seat and there was just a bear... Right there, at the level of the toilet seat, just looking right up through the hole at me. Yeah. I would shit my pants. See what I did, I did there? Uh, if this happened to me. So, um, 
Yeah, then I wouldn't really shit my pants. I would shit the bear. He says, I just shut the lid as fast as I could. Uh, there was a bear down there, so we got out of there. I ran back to the yurt as fast as I <laughs> See, I would have left the thing open, but because I would have yeah. wanted the bear to leave, so closing it would have, yeah. like, left made the bear stay longer, in my opinion. But I guess you're not really thinking clearly in that situation, probably. Next morning, they found bear track all over the property, but the bear had left the area. Oh. I hope he got something to eat other than shit. Uh, yeah, I'm, I wonder why. Maybe he was down there to hibernate. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Hey, uh, Trum is going to tell the truth about being an asshole. This is Trum with Trum Tells the Truth. I am an asshole. I could have always been an asshole. I don't do it with pride at all. I don't know asshole to provoke, but sometimes just provoking and just asking silly questions or serious questions about things that everybody opposed to mean and think are are being an asshole. But 9-11 happened. Everybody was, you should not provoke the Americans. You should respect for the people who lost their lives in their actions and the sorrow of the American people. Yes, I did agree with that. But when people thought about using terror laws, I was an asshole to ask, isn't that over the top. When people ask go to want to go to war against Afghanistan and Iraq, I was like, is that right? I said it because it had to be said. I'm not the only asshole. Sometimes when big leaders like to the left or the right or anywhere else talk big things and people like hypnotic and just everybody wants to follow and do everything, I ask I mean I'm an asshole, ask questions is that quite right? Should we just give this another thought? Hmm. Maybe we should look that once more time. Becoming like that, I always been. And I must admit, sometimes I was wrong and sometimes I was right. But I like the thing, thought of delaying things a little. Yeah, sometimes things are obvious and sometimes have quick action. But not so quick action that you don't think. That we just follow orders, just do things without thinking. That is not good. I could say that it's just the right for the monopoly on this, but the left too. We follow, we don't think, we don't ask questions to the obvious. For many years, religion was obvious because there were no other people who, who asked hard questions, and we just follow what people, other people said, and what was common and natural for us. But then there were assholes asking questions, opposing, and look, why are you opposing? We, we have right, we have always have right, we all had tradition to do things like that, why do they do that, blah 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 blah. Well, they do it because they are good assholes. I want all the world to be a little asshole. I was always, I'm always told that sometimes I say things, but I do not need to be said. But I think true what I say. And sometimes I say it because it needs to be said. I know I will not be popular, but saying the right thing and asking questions never is. I have never been and would never be. We have to do this because that is what taking us as, as a nation, as a country, as a united force around the world. We should always do the hard bidding, always ask the hard questions. But... Sometimes 
you're not always right. A lot of so I also say I don't I say this partly because I think the media who promote people are good media. People who ask hard questions against Bernie Sanders are good media. People who ask good questions against the former president, it's good media. But it's not like that anymore because now it's too much politics in journalism. Some people are just advocate because they want to get rid of the others. That's wrong. So somebody has to be there to ask anybody, everyone, the hard questions. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. Thank you, Tron, as always. Yeah, thank you, Tron. You want to? Yeah. Hey, we're going to do something we've never done before, believe it or not. We have never uh, done the Golden Globes. I don't know why, but we... Because they're not really... It. They're like a fake uh, award show, basically. They don't really mean anything when you think about it. Right. That's probably why we've never done it. Uh, we'll start with uh, television. Uh, we're going to do movies a little later when we talk about movies. Uh, but we switched the round since uh, we're going to talk about television. We will uh, take the television uh, candidates first. So let's start with drama. Uh, you have The Crown, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, or Ratchet. Look. Uh, right, this is the best series, you should mention. Uh, yes. Drama. Yeah, best, best television series drama. Uh, gotta go The Crown, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of as well. There's only one other one that I can see winning, but I'm not going to tell. I'm not, I don't want to influence your... I'm, I'm going to go with Lovecraft Country since it took The Crown. Ozark was the one, other one I would have probably picked, but... Okay. Then we have a Best Musical Television Series, Musical or Comedy. Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, or Ted Lasso. Who, um, who at when... Schitt's Creek, who working there is just like everybody's favorite person in Hollywood? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I... It's an okay show. It's it's an okay show. It's but it, it's like it's been in award shows for the last like five years or however long. It's, I know. It's, I know. it's getting silly at this point. Um, since it's me, uh, let's see. Okay, I'm I'm going to think aloud. Uh, I don't really care. Uh, Emily in Paris. It's not going to get it. I think they could give it to Shit Creek because it's their last season. Uh. Uh, the Great will not get it. Ted Lasso will definitely not get it. And the other one I'm saying saying as a contender for Shit's Creek is the flight attendant. Uh, I will go Shit's Creek, I guess. Okay. Uh, I actually do think the Great has a chance to get it in this in this category. I would I wouldn't mind it. It's an amazing show because of, because it's musical comedy. I feel like this. Right. That that movie kind of fits into the category pretty well. So, so right, you're going Shit's Creek, right? Yes. Okay. Then we have best performance in television series drama. Uh, we begin with actor Jason Bateman for Ozark, 
Josh O'Connor for The Crown, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Al Pacino for Hunters, or Matthew Rice for Per Mason? Yeah, uh, it's my turn. So I think, geez, it's for me, it's in between Bob Odenkirk and Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Bob Odenkirk probably deserves this one, so I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, I'm going with Al Pacino. I was thinking Al Pacino before you said that, so I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, then we have actress Olivia Colman for The Crown, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Emma Torrin for The Crown, Laura Linney for Ozark, and Sarah Paulson for Ratchet. Um. Olivia Colman has gotten it so many fucking times. Uh, I don't think they will pick her. And I honestly don't remember who Emma Corwin... Like, it says Diana, Princess of Wales, but I don't... I barely yeah. remember her in that. Maybe it's just me. Uh, uh, the last season. It's the last season. Oh, I, yeah, okay. Um, I will go Laura Lenny for Ozark, I guess. Hmm... Yeah, um, I'll go Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, I guess. That's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, then we have Best Performance in Television Series, Musical or Comedy. Let's start with Actor again. Don Sheetle for Black Monday. Uh, Nikos Halt for The Great. Uh, Yijin Levy for Shit's Creek. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, uh, Rami Joseph for Rami. Uh, well, I'm going to say that Don Cheadle should have gotten it, because that is an amazing uh, television show. I'm actually going with Don Cheadle. I think you should have won it last year, if anything, because this the second season I didn't think was as good as the first season, but... Uh, I agree. Those kind of things don't matter in the Golden Globes because they can pick it. No. From, they don't choose the year or anything. That's why I, I think right. the Golden Globes are kind of silly. But so you're going yeah. Don Cheadle. Um, yes. I'm gonna go Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. I think that's an. I don't even think it has to do. This one has to do my pick at least with the quality of show or anything else. I think they just want him up on mm. stage at an award show. <laughs> is that right? He, he's very funny. Right. He is very funny. Yeah. Actress in the same, uh, Lily Collins for Emily in Paris, uh, Kelly Cuckoo for the flight attendant, Ellie Fanning for the great Jane Levy for so is extraordinary playlist, uh, Ketra O'Hara for Shit's Creek. I am. Oh, I'm, I'm going it. first this time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and I'm definitely going Ella Fanning. Fuck. <laughs> ah! Ah! You stole mine. Um, I mean, maybe she won't win this because she'll end up winning something else in the future, but she, like, this has yeah. been a breakout two years oh, for her. Definitely. Maybe a year yeah. and a half for Ella Fanning. She's definitely made a comeback uh, in a way, you know what I, I mean? Agree. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give, go with Keller uh, Kaku. 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 Right, okay. Yeah. Then we have Best Performance in a Mini Series or Television Film. Uh, actor. <laughs> I almost said the, the right, uh, wrong thing there. Actor, uh, Bob Quinston for Yonner. 
Uh, Jeff Daniels for the Comey Rule. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hugh Grant for the Undoing. Uh, Ethan Hawke for the Good Lord Bird. And Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True. I will let you go first. Oh, no, it's your turn. I went first last. Oh, yeah, I'm, I mixed it a little up and down. Um, well, as long as Jeff Daniels don't get it, I will be happy. Um, I'm going with Ethan Hawke. That would have been my second pick, but I actually do think Jeff Daniels is going to get it. Oh, no. Oh, it's just, it I'm not, uh, and I'm not picking this because yeah. that's something I like. I just think he's going to win. Right. Yeah, because it's a political correct pick. I know. Right. It's so fucking bad, though. Actress in the same category, Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America, uh, DC Edgar Jones for Normal People, Shira Haas for Unorthodox, Nicole Kidman for The Undoing, and Anya Taylor-Joy for The Kings. Queen's Gambit. Right, I I honestly thought we would see way more of The Queen's Gambit in, in this yeah, uh, than I we agree. did, and so I think that's got to be my pick, is Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. You stole mine again. Am I going to go with my woman? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with my next wife, Nicole Kidman. See, I figured you were going to pick that anyways, like, no matter what, so... (laughs) No. No, I was going to go with Anya, the Queen's Gambit, if you didn't pick it, to be honest. Then we have Best Supporting Performance in the series, mini-series, or television film. Uh, John Boya for Small Axe, uh, Braden Gleason for The Comeru, uh, Dan Levy for Shit's Creek, Jim Parson for Hollywood, Donald Sutherland for The Undoing. I'm going with Donald Sutherland. Okay. I think See. it's probably going to be Brandon Gleason. See, I've only seen one of these show well i haven't seen like i've seen shit's creek but only the first season i haven't seen any of the recent stuff right. comey rule is like the only one i've really seen so i guess i'll go with that just because... and he's playing donald trump so they want to give it to him because he was the worst things. part of that whole show practically i know <laughs> he was the worst of that show <laughs> Awful Donald Trump. The worst Donald Trump. He was even worse than Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at being Donald Trump. At being Donald Trump. Uh, then we have the supporting actress. Gillian Anderson for The Crown. Helena Bonin Carter for The Crown. Julia Garner for Ozark. Annie Murphy for Shit's Creek. Or Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet. Yeah, uh... Don't say that, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. I guess I'll go Gillian Anderson. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm just picking what I think. She's a, oh. She is a very accomplished was, TV actress. And she was the best. Yeah, and she was Margaret Thatcher. Like, she was so good at Margaret Thatcher. Well, I don't just think that. I think that, uh, well... Maybe I'll let, no, I'll, I'll say it first, but I think that she's been in TV for so long that she's kind mm-hmm. of this mainstay of television that's never really got any uh, recognition, yeah. and this could be the time yeah. to give her that recognition. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but who do you pick? Uh, Cynthia Nixon. 
That's a good pick. Yeah, was my best. My second pick. That is everything with TV. Yeah, we will do movies a little later. But talking about TV, have you seen anything? Uh, I did. Let's see. Is there anything that you saw last week that I saw this week that I could start us out with? I guess Buried by the Bernards on Netflix. <laughs> I saw this week. It's so fun. Uh, <laughs> it was fun, but at the same time, there's yeah. something very uncomfortable about this show. Yeah. And I think I figured out what it was. Uh, it. Remember when Jake Paul showed a dead body on YouTube? Yeah. And he got in trouble. It was all. The face was blurred and everything, but he got in yeah. huge. They showed d- blurred face dead bodies on the show, the entire show. <laughs> oh, yeah, lots, lots of stuff like that as well. Yeah. I think that's a little bit hypocritical of, like, uh, people to not have... To let this... These dead bodies are okay to see on television, but you're not allowed yeah. to see this dead body uh, on YouTube. I mean, it's not the same thing, definitely, but I was like... The whole... Like, maybe three-quarters of the way through, I'm like, there's something uncomfortable about this, but I can't put my finger yeah. on it. And then I realized, oh, wait... It's a reality show that's all about dead people. And it's kind of like, right. if I was the person whose family, you know, uh, was there for that funeral or whatever, and then I saw my mm-hmm. gr- my grandfather's face blurred and him in his casket right. on a television show, and it replayed in syndication over and over again on a network, it would be kind of like, oh, this isn't great. You know what I mean? So that's the part where it's like, this yeah. is a little uncomfortable. But as a reality show, it's kind of interesting. The characters are very cool. The grandma, grandma, I guess I'll call her grandma mother in the show is very yeah. funny. She's kind of the very, yeah. uh, one of the funnier parts. I mean, in the they kind of have the character, the, the character uncle. Kramer type, yeah, uncle yeah. where he's all wacky and everything. But he's even creepy too because he's like all wacky, but at the same time he's like <laughs> dead bodies. I'm just walking around with my dead body, and you're like. Uh, that's really creepy that you're not, like, creeped out by dead bodies at all. And you're just like... Especially when he buys hers for himself. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. Um, it's all very fake. And so that makes it... Very. Okay. Because it doesn't... If it, if it felt more real, this show could be yeah. very creepy. Um, yes. But because it's so fake, uh, it, it not as bad. I'm going to give it a six, I guess. I mean, it's, it's not terrible, yeah. but it's not great. No, this isn't good by any means. Uh, I saw the new Superman and Lewis show on CW, Luke. Well, holy shit, this is uh, CW's nth timeline storytelling in the Arrowverse. It started with... Sorry, say that again? (laughs) Sorry? What you just said made no sense to me, and I probably made no sense to a lot of people, so go ahead and repeat whatever you said and try to explain that. I, I said Superman is one of the last shows in the Arrow universe, I said. What does that mean? And it means that uh, uh, Arrow started with this, and he shows up in, in like, then, then there's... What, what like, is Arrow? Uh, is Arrow a show? Yes, a oh. TV show, yeah. All right, see, this is where... Yeah, it's very confusing if you don't uh, explain what you're talking about, because I was like, Arrow... The Arrow universe. I was like, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, with uh, uh, with the billionaire that gets lost at sea and comes back. If you remember that show, uh, that was the start of this uh, universe. Where this exists, that's as well. But anyway, uh, see, I thought this was just uh, a sequel to the 1990s TV show Lois and Clark. 
<laughs> because no, it no. literally, if you see the end of Lois and Clark with uh, from the '90s or 2000s, right? Yeah, Th- they get married, and then they're at the end. They end. They uh, they're gonna have kids, and so at the beginning of this series, they have kids. You know what right. I mean? It seems like they. Uh, there were certain things about it that seemed like they were going off that to me as a sequel, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, well, like, uh, this is Batwoman, and then they have also uh, Supergirl they have in this universe, and then they have League of Tomorrow, and but Arrow. Smallville is clearly not in this universe, right? No, definitely not. So... That's incredibly confusing because it's on the same network. So shouldn't those be in the same universe if all these are in the same universe and not be in the universe of an ABC television show from the 1990s that nobody even remembers? (laughs) I know. Yeah, I know. But here's my problem with it. It's not super bad, but it's not super good either. It's like a very, very bland... I felt it was a good pilot episode. I don't know if I'm super interested in seeing the episode, uh, second episode. Other than, I will say, one of the child actors are pretty okay. Uh, and I think the story with Lex uh, Luthor, spoilers for uh, show, I guess, at the end was very uh, interesting. I think there's going to be uh, a lot of super or Superman purists they're going to be very upset right. at that ending and i'm not i don't want to spoil yeah. anything but i think you know what i'm talking about <laughs> oh yeah definitely yes it, it's it's very weird at the end yeah they they kind of change everything uh, with lex mm. luthor that's going to make a lot of people who are uh purists for like the original comic book and stuff are not going to like how this ends definitely not they will not like it for many, many reasons. One of the biggest problems I had was three quarters of the way through, they were like, hey, let's throw some propaganda in there. <laughs> oh, so much like USA propaganda. Oh. Well, I don't know what you're talking talking about, but what I... Military, like in US military propaganda. Oh, no, that's not what I was talking about, but there is that oh. in there because her dad is what, like a gen- yes. US military general or something, general. which I don't think yes. was ever part of any... Superman series where Lois's dad happened to be a military general. Uh, but in this, she's getting something out of the vending machine at work uh, partway through this. And mm-hmm. she goes, uh, uh, people are getting fired at their job, remember? And he gets fired. And she, the reason mm-hmm. they say that he gets fired is because of those horrible online news sites who are ruining, <laughs> who are ruining journalism. Yes, yes. Couldn't have had to get that propaganda in there in your Superman show about Lois Lane. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, what did I give this? I gave it a. Oh, I didn't score it. I guess because I just watched it like this morning. Um, yeah, I think a four is about right. The thing is, it did have a very interesting cliffhanger with the kid. I do yes. kind of want to see what it goes from there. There's. Yeah. The ending yeah. of it, they did a good job of kind of cliffhangering it, and it. some of the acting's good. Um, this is more of a family drama than it is a superhero show, and that's why I liked it more okay. than I would a regular superhero yeah. show, I guess. So, I totally agree. Okay, I saw Fast Foodies uh, on True TV, bro. <laughs> yep. What, I saw this. Oh, did you see this this week? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Okay. I think it's been out for like three weeks, so I'm not... I, how did we both see this this week? I don't know. I, I just found it, like, all of a sudden, uh, because I really like uh, Kristen Kirsch. I don't know who that is. Uh, the Japanese lady. Oh, uh, the the chef. Okay, I was trying to think yes, of... I, yes. I was waiting for you to say one of the celebrities. I was just like, there wasn't a female no, no, celebrity no. in any of these episodes. So I was like, I, I was confused, no, but yes. No, no. <laughs> no, the chef. Kristen Kirsch, Kristen. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's these three chefs in the yes. show. Uh, yeah. And they... The whole concept of the show is you have a celebrity, and the celebrity tells these three like very skillful chefs... Culinary masters, I think, is the wording the show uses. Uh, they take mm. these celebrities and they ask what their favorite fast food is. And then they have the chefs. They first recreate the dish and then they reinvent the dish. So the first one was mm -hmm. Joel McHale, which is actually the reason I was like, oh, I want to check this out. Uh, when I saw Joel McHale in the first episode, he was probably the most entertaining celebrity of these of these three episodes. He was the most entertaining to me. Didn't you think so? Uh, yeah, I saw. I'm I'm really really looking forward to James Wonderbeak though. Uh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Oh, I think it actually aired to. Oh yeah, no, it airs tonight actually. But oh yeah, yeah. tomorrow for you. Yes, that's correct. I'm sorry, Norway uh, time. Norway time, right? Uh, but I have no, I have no clue who Gator was. I've never I seen that guy in my. I never. I, we're too, we're. I think a little too old to know who that is. He, he, they said he was a professional hype man, uh, and all like that was his first thing. And then the second thing was he was a rapper. So you would like that's not a good sign. It should be the other yeah. way around. Rapper and hype man. That generally is how that works. Uh, but then this was interesting enough. But yeah, no, I totally uh, agree that Joel McHale was the best. Bobby Lee was trick. funny, but I felt like Joel McHale interacted more with the chefs. He was in the kitchen, yeah. like hanging out, working, like tasting things. Right. Where Bobby Lee was like, "I'm just gonna sit here and be a goof," which is funny, and it's Bobby Lee. But the way Joel McHale did it, it felt more—I don't know—interactive. Yeah. It felt more like uh, fun to me. Overall, this show, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. It's, like, surprisingly yeah. good. I looked at it when I first got uh, got the first episode up, and I was like, okay, this is going to be another stupid uh, cooking reality sh competition show, right? And I went into it, and I was, like, pleasantly surprised. One negative I have is it's clearly just uh, a big commercial for fast food. Like, I know for a fact McDonald's has sponsorship in this because they show the McDonald's logo, they show the McDonald's burger or uh, McMuffin. So the, all these fast food restaurants that are have to be allowing them to use their uh, r the rights to their logos and all that other stuff. So that is a little bit concerning, but the show's fun, so I'm going to give it a 7. And what is amazing about uh, Kirsten uh, is that uh, uh, she's blind. Did you know that? Uh, what? <laughs> I don't yeah. even... <clears throat> I don't think that's possible, <laughs> but I'll yeah. look it up. 
She's blind on one eye. I think it's one of her eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Blind in one eye. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. like, you just made it sound like she was completely blind, and I'm no, like, no, 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 I no, saw no, her making sausage. I don't know how you could make sausage being completely blind by yourself. Maybe right. with help. I'm not saying a blind person couldn't make sausage. It's just, I don't think it would be very easy. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good show. What did you score it? A seven. I just said that. Uh, I would score it a seven as well. Uh, that's funny. American Idol is back, look. Okay. Uh, uh, I've seen two show uh, episodes of this. I really... Here, here, here's the thing, like, I like to see the, uh, the intro stages is almost, like, that is my, 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 my kind of show. I don't care when they start to, like, doing the live shows. So I I usually just watch it up to the live shows because I really really don't care who who wins or or loses, but the, the thought process of like picking people out and like the drama backstage and things like that that is more or less what I'm I'm out for. I don't really care like who, who wins of the judges and things like that. Uh, but yeah, normal. American Idol, uh, I give it a four. Two votes. Uh, I saw Bloodlands on... What was this song? BBC Two. Bloodlands mm -hmm. from... Mm -hmm. Do you see this? I've heard this is really good. No, I heard it's really, it's, really good. It's good, but it's very slow and very British. Okay? Um, okay. It's... Uh, it's got that symptom of, like, it. not enough happens in the first episode that it made me want to see the second episode. Um, mm. It's very well put together. The acting is amazing. It's very well shot. It's the, it's the hook that doesn't really work in this show. Like, maybe if you, if you were to binge this show, it would be really good. Um, but just seeing episode, an episode, I was kind of like, I don't know if I necessarily want to keep watching. I'm going to see a second episode, obviously. It's just yeah. like, uh, I didn't, I didn't get, it didn't give me the bug that I had to watch more. You know what I mean? So overall, I'd yeah. probably give this a, I'll give it a five right in the middle. It's, it's like one of those shows where like the next episode could either take it up or it could take it down. And I, I don't know which one. Do you remember that show uh, where you have to try to do as much tasks as you can in five minutes, kind of? Uh, like, uh, and you get pen penalized if you drop things on the floor and things like that. Do you remember that game show? No. Gone in for five minutes or something, I think it was called. Well, there's a show called The Cube in Australia. Uh where uh, there was a couple of cousins uh, that comes in to try to win 250,000 uh, uh, Australian dollars. Uh, they have to do different tasks in a timeline inside of a cube. That is the whole fucking concept. It is very, very easy. But it, it is... Very mesmerizing because you have like nine lives, and like you have to like oh, it's task difficult to do it in so many t uh, like. Uh, for example, there was uh, one task they lost a lot of lives on, 
that was a memory task that went extremely quick and I would have done extremely bad because my memory is like a goldfish. I don't really remember anything. And it is uh, like it is very mesmerizing, but there's also a lot of use of CG and things like that to explain the rules. And the host is very interesting. So I really like this show. Uh, I think you will like it as well. Um, It's called The Cube in Australia. Uh, I give it seven and a half. Seven. No, seven. 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 Okay, uh, I saw a Netflix show, Behind Her Eyes, which is a <laughs> psychological thriller. Yeah. Did you see this? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, it's about, let's see, how do I say what this is about? It's about a woman who has, a, she gets a new job uh, mm. in the beginning of it, and it's also about a couple... Uh, and this guy, he gets a new job. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy meets up with this woman at a bar, and they kind of have a rendezvous, like kind of a drunken rendezvous. And then they fi- find out they both get happen to have gotten jobs at the same place, and now it's super awkward because they both... They had this awkward rendezvous. Uh, the one guy's married. Well, the other woman's... Yes. Uh, what? No, I, I, you, you almost didn't say that he was married. That well, I'm, yeah, I'm continuing good. to explain it, yeah. Yes. Uh, the other woman has a kid. Uh, she's got a very complicated life because she's trying to get ahead, but she needs this job uh, to get mm-hmm. ahead in life, uh, so she doesn't want to lose it uh, just because of some stupid fling. Uh, that's a pretty good setup. I mean, it goes from there, and it becomes in, it turns into like a very psychological thriller, uh, overall, very well acted, very well put together. I'll give it a... This actually... Uh, I'll give it a solid 8 so far. I don't know... Uh, did you see this dubbed or not? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, the dub I thought was awful, so I had to turn it over to German. I really, really hated the, the American dub. I didn't even know. I didn't dub. even notice it. It was just like, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was tribes of Europe that I will talk, talk about later. Maybe that was awfully dubbed. Uh, one of the shows were awfully dubbed as well. But yeah, no, I, I, I kind of had the same problems with both of the shows that I, I kind of, I got the idea. I kind of got the concept of it. But I was kind of like, this is boring. Like it, it isn't. It is. It isn't at least getting me. I will say that uh, I really liked um, the storyline of 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 her, the main character, like we we follow in the main show. But when I found out he was married, I was like, oh gosh, are we getting one of those shows again? Like I've seen. 300,000, like, oh, I don't want to cheat on my wife. Oh, I'm going to cheat on my wife show. And it wasn't that, but but I, like, when I saw the second episode, I was more, like, into it. But I give it a six and a half. Oh, it's your turn. Yeah, Tribes of Europe, then, since we had talked about it. Europa. Europa. 
This is a yes. This was the show that was bad dubbed. Okay, I had. To, I was yeah. gonna say the, the, the behind her eyes. I didn't even notice a dub at all. Like it was very well. I thought very well done. But right. Yes. Okay. This was the awful one because now I remember that they all of a sudden speak speak English in some of the parts, and some parts was in German. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so this I had to turn over and uh, science fiction. Television show uh, set in the near dystopian sh- uh, future. Would you say? Would you agree? Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it gave an exact date, and it wasn't too far away. I want to say twenty thirty nine, something like that. Okay, uh, and there's different. Like, guess what? There's different tribes of Europa uh, <laughs> fighting against each other. Uh, it is. It felt very trite and kind of like overused, uh, but I, I don't. I didn't mind it because I, I think uh, the acting in this was very good, especially when I turned it over to Germany. Uh, German because, uh, like I said, I, I thought the dub was awful. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't. This was even more that I didn't get into it. I gave it a. a Five, I think that's pretty low. But I, I, yeah, I didn't really get this show. Maybe you can understand, explain it a little better to me. It says twenty seventy, not twenty. Twenty seventy is when it's set. Uh, okay. Yeah, this was just try. It was trying to be a bunch of other shows that have happened recently. Uh, it was trying to kind of yeah. be a, uh, a the one hundred mixed with yes. Um, the Outsiders mixed with mm. a bunch of other things kind of that have come out recently. And it had very similar kind of ideas of like a future where everything's fallen apart and there's a bunch of groups of people that have to fight for survival uh, and, you know, alien technology and all that other stuff. So yeah, there's very similar similar stuff to a lot of things in here. I all This is the one I also had to switch over to the... Uh, was it in German? I don't know. I don't remember, yes, but yeah. German, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the dub was really bad in this, but I think it had a lot to do with uh, the dialogue itself uh, was bad. Like right. All the time. Right. And the, the, the dialogue itself was very badly written, yeah. but in, in the German version, when you're reading it, the dialogue is a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that has to do with the translation or what, but I gave this a four. Uh, the next two last thing I saw other than the other game show I'm guessing we're saving for last uh, was Allen versus Pharaoh uh, about Woody Allen uh, and his ex-wife Mia Farrow uh, and about how uh, according to her I have to say that according to her and uh, also some of her kids uh, he's a child molester. Woody Allen is a child molester. That is more or less what this documentary is about. Uh, it is very harrowing. It's very hard to watch. Uh, I I always have heard things about like Woody Allen, especially when he married like uh, one of his stepchildren that was like. Uh, 50 years younger than than him and things like that. 
uh, he's a super weirdo. Um, but yeah, did you watch this? No, I'm, I don't. I don't. It's not something I'm interested in watching. It just sounds gross and uh, yeah, not fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like that they didn't uh, allow him to explain anything. He, they didn't even ask him. Like he has gone out of his way to like uh, at least like let let uh, the man talk for himself. Like uh, if he if he uh, like he said he wasn't asked to do interview for this documentary, that keeps it a little back. So I'm going to give it a four because it was sad and depressive. Cherry's Wild uh, on Fox. It was a game show with Jason Biggs. It was about a slot machine. It was terrible. Uh, next. <laughs> that is the last thing I saw. Okay, I, the last thing I saw then was uh, Assembly Required with Tim Allen and... Uh, a whole lot of boomer jokes. It was a reality show about makers making things. So it's like three people. Okay. They send them a bunch of uh, stuff to make a specific item. So in the first one, they have to make a fire extinguisher. And then whoever makes it the worst gets eliminated. It's a lot of boomer jokes from Tim Allen. If you remember his comedy from the 90s. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Overall, I give this a three. I just have to say, with Cherry's Wild, it's rigged, it's rigged, and it's awful. Uh, I give it a three. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but look, what have we watched together this week? Uh, tell me your secrets. Uh, let's see, episode one. Holy crap, Karen Miller is in witness protection with the new identity, Emma Hall, when she befriends a local girl who dies in a... It triggers a previously locked dark memory of her dead serial killer lover, Kit Parker's crimes. Emma fears she did more than give him an alibi. Mary Barlow, the mother of one of the victims, set a predator to hunt down Karen to bring her uh, to justice... To bring her to the justice she escaped. Okay. Wow. That's, that was convoluted. But what a g good show, look. I think you kind of had to have that convoluted of a of an explanation yeah. because this story goes all over the place. Um, yeah. I mean, even yeah. at the beginning, we didn't know that she was in witness protection. It wasn't until uh, a little later, but it, it that definitely happens. Uh, and this has a really good cliffhanger in it, I think. Oh, very good cliffhanger. And I, I really liked it. Like it was super interesting. Uh, I, I, I didn't think I was going to like it, and we knew about it. And uh, the thing is, like, we knew the premise of the show, and still, it surprised us because it was like it was kind of different of what we thought it was going to be, right? Well, the other, th I mean, the thing is, we we saw a very small description, and it wasn't very detailed yeah. as to what it was going to be, so I kind of made assumptions off this, like, two-sentence description of what it kind of, the idea of what it was mm. going to be, and then we got into it, and it was clearly nothing like that, so I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if the description yeah. was bad and just didn't really flesh out what it was about, or maybe we misinterpreted the idea of the description before we watched it. Either way, it became it was better than the description that we initially saw, and so I'm happy with much, it. Much, much better. Yeah, I got to give the show a seven, or at least this episode. Um, definitely yeah. into watching more of it. 
Seven and a half. Okay, some TV news. Uh, guess what, Luke? Kim Kardashian. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, she's going to divorce uh, Kanye West. When did we run with this story? It feels like two months ago, right? Longer. Longer? Longer. Three months ago? Longer. <laughs> okay. It was months and months ago because the first time we did it is when she... Uh, hired a divorce attorney, which happened oh, right wow. after... Uh, so, yeah, it was when Kanye first initially did the report with Forbes. He did that right. interview. That was the same week we covered. So he was still run. It was right when he started running for president is the first time we mentioned it. So I want to say six months ago, bro. Right. A long time uh, ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she finally did it. I'm not. I mean, we're not surprised, and I do feel bad for them. Divorce is hard, and I don't want yeah. to take any anything away from them. But it clearly, Kanye needs help, and she does yeah. isn't able to give the help he needs. Maybe, or maybe she's feels like she's making it worse, or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's just like yeah. uh, that's clearly what's going on. Guess what? Uh, we talked about PewDiePie's diss track. Uh, uh, YouTube has removed it for violating a cyberbullying thing and child safety rules. Yeah, his uh, music video, which... Uh, uh, it says it attacks Cocomelon's content and pokes fun at kids who watch the Cocomelon videos. Uh, the song uses phrases like, Your audience is a bunch of motherfucking virgins which could violate YouTube's guidelines using offensive or vulgar language uh, towards oh children. Uh, I do want to... Well, yeah. You know that Twitch banned the word virgin, right? Yes. Yes. And also... Uh, simp. What was it? They banned a yeah. bunch of words that are like simp, virgin, a bunch of other things like that. In, I think incel was another one they banned. Right. Uh, so they're saying that, that that crossed the line, or at least uh, something about this video. I, I mean, I guess I can understand, but at the same time, it was a, like, there's, what's the difference between a joke and something that's actually offensive? And I think that's something that needs to be discussed in this society sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like they are kind of like shutting things down out of nowhere. PewDiePie said he wouldn't comment on it, so... No, he said, I I heard, what he said in the live stream that I watched is that in the live stream he wasn't going to comment it, on it, but that he ha was making plans to comment it, on it and that there would be a video out soon, is what I saw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Jeremy Land. Oh, wait, no? It's Eurovision. Oh, it's the same thing. Uh, let's talk Eurovision. Let's talk Finland. With their uh, song Dark Side from the band Blind Channel. This, this was is, very uh, Finnish. This is very Finnish. Incredibly and, uh, Finnish. You know what? I loved it. Because it's kind of rock, rockish. Uh, really? Well, I mean, yeah. If it was 1998. I mean, what I thought about this was... Uh... <laughs> Evanescence. Uh, no, I thought that the Family Values 1998 tour called called, and they wanted their he their headlining act ba uh, back because he needed to open the show and he wasn't there because he was at Eurovision in the future. Um, no, they sound to me they sounded like Limp Bizkit or 
Corn yeah. at a certain point when Corn kind of went through that phase where they were rapping, because <laughs> it's like it's half the '90s kind of uh, metal evidence, evanescence uh, mm. kind of feel to it, but also he's got the rapping to it, so it felt kind of like Limp Biscuit to me. Do you get that? Yeah, I understand what you mean, but I really like this. This this has. Uh absolutely chance to win in Eurovision. And I will tell you why. Because people are looking for something different in Eurovision. People don't want a thousand and one ballads anymore. Like, that's why things are winning. Yeah, but think about the people uh, who vote for the at least the uh, one half of the Eurovision vote is the people who are watching it and going, these are the bands I like. And I feel like these guys... People are going to see them and go, I'm not voting for those guys. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They're going to go, who are, who, do you see all these other very polished Eurovision dancing and everything else? And then these guys come out and they look all slimy and kind of like they just got out of their mother's garage playing, a, playing. you know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like, I like the song. I just don't feel like they're going to yeah. do very well. But do you remember Hotero that had that super, like... Uh, that was from Iceland, not last year, but the year before that. That was even more like hardcore rock. Was this the one that was um, kind of they? They were all dressed up in costumes. Yes, yes, and right. it was great. That was that wasn't yeah. even rock. That was death metal. Yeah. Yes, and that came like third or something that year. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So. I I I actually think this this is my dark horse of of. Of this year, at least so far. I, uh, I gave it a seven. I just feel like the people who are voting are going to go, was that Kid Rock? And they're going to go, no. And this isn't going to get <laughs> even get into the the final round. It's going to get left behind. So I'm going to give it a three. Uh, uh, let's talk about someone that is automatically qualified. Uh, that is uh, Lesban. Isn't that how you say it, Luke? <sighs> sure. And it's uh, the song... Vai Cordame with Blais Canto. He had this Earth song last last year, if you remember. You didn't like that. Uh, I'm going to ask you, did you like this very, very, very ballad? Uh, I mean, it was very Eurovision-y. I feel like this guy oh, doesn't have a very wide range vocally. Because Ooh. he stays in the very mi- like very middle range. And even when it feels like the song should go, like he should have a high point where he should take his voice mm. up an octave, he stays in that same range. So I feel like, I mean, he's playing yeah. to his strengths, but that's going to hinder him uh, against a lot of other really impressive singers in Eurovision, you know yeah. what I mean? Who have like a huge range of singing ability. So overall, I don't think this has a great chance, but he's already qualified, right? So it's, hmm. Right. Yeah, he's directly qualified. Uh, uh, one of the big five, as we call them. And that's what I'm going to uh, give him. I'm going to give him a 5.5. 5.5? <laughs> 5. 5. Yeah, no, I I don't like uh, the intro to the song. It's very quiet. It is like, I think they're trying to, uh, for like, oh, we have to be quiet and listen to this because there's no music or anything. It's just them singing. And it's like building and building and building. But where, what is this building up to is a big meh. So right. I gave it a 4.5. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like it builds 
and then it feels yeah. like there's going to be a crescendo and then a high note, yeah. and he never hits a high note. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's talk about the country I know nothing about. Uh, Nor Norway, I think it's spelled. Norway. Okay, never heard of uh, it. Never heard of it. Uh, this is Sticks with Fallen Angel. Uh, Luke, what did you think about this? <laughs> I mean, the choreography is kind of interesting. Uh, is it? It's kind of interesting in, like, a Eurovision way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, in the sure. way where, like, it's uh, very dramatic, very over-the-top, very flamboyant, I guess is a very good word for it. Um, mm. I don't, everything except for maybe his headband outfit combo like i like the dancers and everything one of the biggest problems with this song is the lyrics and i'll tell you why in the very beginning of the song he says that he's an angel and he keeps repeating how he's fought he's fighting his demons right i'm fighting my demons right. i'm an angel and then towards the middle he's he starts singing the name of the song in the in the yeah middle of the song he says i'm a fallen angel Right. Isn't a demon and a fallen angel the same? But then he also said yeah. he was an angel, so he you can't be an angel and a fallen angel in the same song. That doesn't make sense. And then he's fighting his demons, but he's a fallen angel, so is he fighting himself? It's very confusing. I will, I will tell you what's confusing, that this one... Hey, I remember last year when Norway had this very, like... Uh, problems with the voting system look? Remember that? Slightly, I don't know, remind me, because I don't 100% remember exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, last year uh, there was a lot of complaints online with people that couldn't vote. Uh, and NRK, the broadcaster, said this will never ever happen again. Uh, and uh, one of the biggest reasons why the girl that won last year, that was amazing, mm -hmm. uh, fucking uh, uh, amazing, wasn't in this uh, and didn't automatically qualify for Nor Norway was because of the voting system. Uh, uh, NRK was a little like concerned that uh, they would call it rigged and they had many problems. Oh. Oh, they had the same fucking problems this year. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I say it's. Are you saying they didn't fix it in one fucking year, bro? That is definitely what I am saying because uh, uh, the two last songs that was in the super final was my favorite, Kaino, or with Monument, and this terrible, terrible piece of shit. Um, I. Definitely some people online were like, oh, Kaino, Kaino, Kaino. People in, in around the world was like, if Norway gets Kaino to Eurovision, they will win. And I was thinking to myself, yes, we will. Kaino with Monument is one of the most amazing bangers of this year. Like, it is so fucking good. And it's so Eurovision. And they have this, like, they have already been in Eurovision. Uh, and got uh, the first place in the voting uh, system. So they have those, like, uh, <laughs> funny enough, a monument behind them uh, that would push them uh, into a final this year as well, because people know them. But instead of that, the Norwegian uh, people decide to uh, uh, vote for this 
obsolete piece of shit that even can't fucking sing. Like, it's such a bad, bad song. And this is my first zero in Nor- from Norway that I can think of in a long, 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 long fucking time. Eated the song. Eated in it with a passion. Alright, uh, email address another digital citizen at gmail.com. Go send us an email if you want to us to talk about something or if you want if you have something to promote and you want to be interviewed on the show or something, we'll talk about it and see uh, if we can get you on the show or not. Uh, other places to check us out, Twitter at podcast ADC. We also have a Facebook page, uh, po- uh, another digital citizen on Facebook. Cool. Anything feedback? Uh, nothing that I saw, no. Okay, let's do Golden Globe. Say, it's almost like we did that before, but now we're going to do the movies. Okay, I'll, I think I'll read them this time since you read them last yeah. time. Uh, okay. Best motion picture, drama, The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I... I'm going to say Mank. Mank, okay. Um, I'm going to go Nomadland. Yeah, we'll talk about that movie a little later. Uh, musical or comedy, best picture, Borat, uh, Hamilton, music, Palm Springs, or The Prom. I can't believe music is in there with all the controversy. I like, But I guess it got put in there before the controversy came out, and that's kind of... Right, right yeah. Uh, music will definitely not win it. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, it's your, your turn. Oh, right, I'm going first. Uh, I want to go Borat, because I like that so much. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go Borat, I guess. Uh, the other, I, well, I'll go. you go first, and then I'll say. Uh, I will go with Hamilton. That's a good pick. I just feel like it's been out, f- like the, it's gotten a lot yeah. of awards as a play as well. But I, I was thinking Palm yeah. Springs might win. Uh, actor, best actor in a motion picture, Razad Amin for Sound of Metal, which I need to see still actually. Ch- Chadwick Boseman yeah. for Ma-, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Tarsha Ra- Rahim for The Manchurian. I'm going to go with Gary Oldman. And I'm going Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you picked the wrong one there, to be honest, but that's fine. Yeah. They they would give it to him because he's dead. Right. That's true. Uh, best actress in a dra- uh, drama motion picture, Viola Davis. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andrea Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand for Norman Land, a uh, Nomad Land, sorry, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm going okay. first. Uh, uh, I think probably it's going to be Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Uh. This is the first time we're actually going to agree with something. I that 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 
her as an actress in that movie is amazing. But I guess I will go with Frances McDormand for No Man's Land then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had already written the other one down. Uh, oh. Because you totally sound, made it sound like... Yeah, no, I agree she will win. Okay. Uh, best actor in a musical or comedy, Sacha Baron Cohen James, uh, for Borat. Uh, James Corden, The Prom. Uh, Lin-Manuel <laughs> Miranda, Hamilton. Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield. Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. I'm going with Andy Samberg. It was a very good movie. I'm glad it is getting some recognition here because yeah. it, it felt like one that wasn't going to get any anybody noticing it. I guess I'll go Barra Cohen. Cool. Uh, best actress in a musical or comedy, Maria Bakalova for Borat. Uh, Kate Hudson for music. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit. Uh, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anna Taylor-Joy for Emma. Um, boo, boo, boo. I'm going to go Rose Rosamund Pike, probably. Oh, fuck. I will go with Anya Taylor-Joy, then. You think the Acad- or whoever picked all these is feeling like, why did we put music in here? Yeah. I wonder... <laughs> Because it just, like, came out. This is the problem with picking movies that the audience yeah. hasn't seen yet to put in the Oscar picks or put in an award yeah. show. When the audience hasn't seen them yet, especially, I don't know, since 2017, it just seems like mm. a bad idea. O- they should start just only putting movies in award shows that everybody's seen, not just the yeah. Academy or whatever. And it also, it just feels dirty when you put in things like I Care A Lot, when that just yeah. came out this week, and these... And they announced these picks like three weeks ago. It's just, I hate that, but what are you going to do? Okay, where are we at? Best Supporting? Yes? Yep, yep. Best Supporting Performance in a Motion Picture. Supporting Actor, Sasha Barrett Conan, Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel, whoa. Kalua for Judas and the Black Messiah. Jared Leto for The Little Things. Bill Murray on The Rocks. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Not... not one night in Miami. I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. He was amazing in that. Yeah, and I'm going to go Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. That was my second pick. Right. Okay, so best supporting actress in a motion picture, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father... Jodie Foster for The Manchurian, and Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Helen Zengel for News of the World. What the hell is that? I've never... Okay, sure. It's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Uh, I'll go Glenn Close. I'm going to go with Jodie Foster. What year is she it? Hasn't... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, Glenn Close versus yeah, Jodie that's... Foster. It's apparently 1995 yeah. again, everybody. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. How many have we done? Uh, one, two, three, four. So this is the last one. Uh, best Director, yeah. Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman, David Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, 
Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago 7, or Chloe Zhao for No Man Land. No Mad Land, sorry. <sighs> okay, I have to put away my personal feelings about that. Because I know what I would personally want to win. But I am going to go with Fincher? And I'm going to go Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Yeah, that's what I want to win, to be honest. I think the other person... Yeah. I think Aaron Sorkin also has a good chance. Sorkin, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to say that. Eh, Maybe Regina King, too, but mostly for political reasons. (laughs) Um, Reasons, yeah. Best screenplay, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher for Mank, Aaron Sorkin, Trial of the Chicago 7, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Florian Zeller or Christopher Hampton for The Father. These are all the same as Best Director except for one. Right, and I'm going to go with Aaron's... Oh, sorry, it's your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Uh, I'll go Jack Fincher for Mank. Okay, I will go with Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We what... we only agreed on one thing out of all 20 of these picks, so that's pretty... That's fun. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't think we agreed on anyone. Oh, that was the one that you changed your mind halfway through your yeah. answer. We were going to have Carrie Mulligan, and then you changed it to McDormand. Yes. Right, okay. Yes. Nice. This will be interesting. It is this weekend, so we will see. Um, but yeah, talking about movie re- movies, uh, I know that you've seen some movies, but before we talk about that, uh, Netflix uh, has uh, uh, had an offer uh, this past week of uh, the Chicago, the trial of Chicago 7, and it was free for 48 hours on YouTube. Right, that was interesting, if anybody caught that, uh, and especially since yeah, it's hopefully. got so many nominations for Golden Globe, uh, and yeah. I'm guessing it's going to have a lot of Oscar noms, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, movies. Uh, I saw, what, three movies? I don't know how many you saw. Uh, I've seen three movies. Cool, perfect. I saw Animals on the Loose, uh, the U okay. versus Wild movie, I guess, sequel? You know, like yes. a... On Netflix. Right, the uh, what, inter- interactive, kind of like Bandersnatch type mo- uh, yeah. movie slash interactive game, I guess you would call it? I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did you save the lion for the last? What do you mean? For the last? I don't know what that means. Uh, the last pick. Okay, so I did it in this order. First, I took the fence because the weather was getting bad. And oh, then I took that. The, uh, the monkey, and then I did the lion. I got them all in the first try, and then I went back and yeah, tried to. Too. And then I went back and tried to fail. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The way I failed was I went up the tree when the yeah. lion traps you against the car instead of going under yeah. the car. I went up the tree, yeah. and that makes you. That was one way I found to fail. So it. it We've both saw the first one of these Bear Grylls type interactive mm-hmm. shows, uh, or movies, I guess. And that one you couldn't fail. There was literally no way to lose. And that was our biggest yep. problem with that one. This one, you actually can lose. There's three different endings, at least. Yep. Uh, and then there's a fourth ending that is where you get all three endings, uh, which is like the, I guess we would call 100% complete run, right? Right. 
Um, and then uh, there's also multiple ways to fail at it. So that yeah. is what makes this in more interesting and better than the first one, for sure. I think they knew that that was a problem with the first one. Especially um, if you do the tense last. That is maybe the most stupid thing, because he says in the intro, like, oh, bad weather is coming, you should take the fence right away. Right. And I was like, okay, we'll do the fence right away then. <laughs> so uh, all the animals is kept in. If you do it after, you can do it after you take the lion or the, the monkey, but if you do it last, you fail. Oh, is that another way? Because, yeah, I did it second. Yeah. yeah, I did the monkey and then the fence and then the lion, which leads you to the elephants. Right. Right. Um, and that, and then I went back and redid that that part, and that's where I ended But there's a couple ways to fail in this. I'd like to go back yeah. through and, oh, yeah. you know, double-check. I think this is something that Netflix is kind of dropping the ball on, is now yeah, there's so many weird. streaming services right now, this yeah. could... Yeah. More of these... Especially if you do more like Bandersnatch, which are more oh, yeah. intensive, more for adult yeah. audiences, and more immersive, um, mm. you could really stand out from all the other streaming services because you're ahead of the game with these interactive type uh, movies. I could, could not agree more. Because nobody else is doing this. Uh, Paramount Plus yeah. isn't doing it. You know, Disney Plus isn't doing it. Hulu isn't doing it. So if only Netflix right. is doing that, that makes them. The only place it's like uh, you have no other way way to get that, uh, and you're gonna want to pay for it, especially if they have. Mm -hmm. What if there was like a brand like I can see Paramount Plus coming out, and then all of a sudden uh, a week later Netflix is like, oh yeah, we got Bandersnatch too, by the way, and everybody's like, fuck Paramount Plus. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I would. I would turn uh, all my attention to Bandersnatch to them. I like I, I I can't count how many times I played play that. Like I played the shit out of that episode. It was so fun to find everything. Like I I even like like looked online for sh like sheet ways to get uh, different endings. Yeah, I mean they could even do like a not uh, they could do a sequel or they could do maybe an ex an expansion pack for the original right. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you saw? Uh, yeah, what did you give this movie? Oh, yeah, good point. I, this is really hard to score, because it just depends on which... Yes, yeah. I guess we're going to score it kind of as a game altogether, and I'd give it... This mm. one is definitely better than the first one, which I oh, gave yeah, below definitely. a 5, so I'm going to give this one a 6.5. I, I will give this a 6.5. This was funny. Uh, it was interesting. It was very fun when he got uh, the, 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 the uh, blood-sucking eagles on him. Like, that's one of the ways that you can fail and things like that. Did you know yeah, that... Go ahead, sorry. I was in... I didn't... Oh. No, no, come on. Did you know that Netflix has an interactive Minecraft uh, movie? Yes. I didn't... I was unaware that... Because I went and looked up and see, oh, do they have more of these that I don't know about? Mm. And they do have a lot of them, but they're mostly for kids. Not for, like... Yeah. Even, like, I, this one's... I... I couldn't care less about the interactive Netflix movie about Minecraft, though. Oh, well, I'm just wondering, it. like, they seem to be doing it for kids. This one's more for yeah. maybe, like, middle, like, uh, teenagers or whatever. Adults like Bear Grylls as well. Not so much for kids, but kids could watch it. Um, but Have it seems like it? the interactive stuff, they're more focused on making content for children. And I think if they focus more on making it for 
right. a wider audience, like doing interactive stuff yeah. for young adults to thirty somethings, they could get a big they could get a big audience for that, I think. Have you tried the Minecraft one? No, I just saw it last night, so I didn't uh, even like okay. I said, I didn't know it existed. I I'm going to try it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Nomadland, <laughs> let's talk about it right away. Uh, yeah, I saw it because you recommended me this. Um, holy fuck, what an amazing, amazing movie. Uh, it is uh, such a personal journey. Like, It's about this lady uh, that has this uh, camping wagon. And uh, she lives, like, in a very cold place. And she hears, like, she she is a nomad that goes, like, from place to place. And uh, she works at uh, uh, Amazon. I, I was sure this was an Amazon commercial at the beginning. Because there's a lot of Amazon pro- products placement in the, in the beginning. Uh, but, uh, uh, and uh, we follow her journey, like, uh, through... Different things like uh, she meets uh, very interesting people, to say it mildly. And I had to check this on IMDb, but everybody is playing themselves, well, or with their own name, and I I find that very very interesting. So then, some of the nomads that she meets are actually nomads. Yeah, you could tell a lot of these people weren't actors. I mean, very right. clearly, especially in the scene. With the gr- big group of people, kind of the second thing they do. I mean, she doesn't just yeah. work at Amazon. I would say that's a very small part of the entire right. movie. That's like the very first, whatever, ten minutes. Uh, she right. it, she goes and works, because she's a mo- nomad. She moves around and just works wherever she can find work, where she is, when oh. she's there. Um, but it's more about a self-journey that she realizes that yeah. she's... I mean, it, it this doesn't really ruin anything, because it's a very existential way of putting the end of the movie, but really it's her, she is running away from herself and mm. more than she's running away from society. Uh, mm. And that, and she sees that in the end, she realizes, Oh, I, I'm not really running away from uh, the world. I'm running away from my own problems. And like, that's, it's, the, yeah. it's got a very deep message in that way. Uh, the acting's very, very good. The cinematography is amazing. Probably the best amazing. thing about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stylistically and pacing wise, uh, cine- I love like that. stylistically and pacing wise, I'd compare it to No Country for Old Men. Uh, yes. Because it's got this very every, every shot is very slow and very drawn out, mm. but it, it, every shot also has a lot of meaning. Even though it's a long, drawn-out shot, it's not boring because it like like yeah. No Country for Old Men. Uh, the long, drawn-out shots are building tension to when inevitably somebody dies. This one, the long, drawn-out shots are building to show you a community, this new place that she's um, mm-hmm. put herself into, and she's able to kind of intertwine herself into all these new places. She becomes friends with people instantly without even having to like really think about it because she's so used to just moving around from place to place. Yeah. Very good. I gave this a nine. I gave it a 10. Um, this is my favorite movie of the year so far. Definitely. Love the shit out of this. 
Uh, what other movie did you see this week? We saw I Care A Lot. We both saw this movie. Yeah. Um, came out yeah. last weekend. I find it funny I find it funny that all three movies we, we saw, we, we, all, all three of them were the same. <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah, but these were like kind of some of yeah. the main movies that came out this week that weren't like yeah. in theaters or whatever. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I am a little surprised you saw Animals on the Loose because last time they did a Bear Grylls thing. It came mm-hmm. to America before Norway, remember? So you didn't get yes, to see it for, like, another week yeah. or something. So I was, like, oh, yeah. thinking... I was even going to ask you, like, hey, maybe we should watch it this weekend. Honestly, the great thing about... Uh, before we get into I Cares a Lot. The great thing about these interactive mm-hmm. things is... Me and you could watch it again together yeah. and watch a yeah. whole different show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though we've both seen it, we could watch it again and try to do different things together. And, like, right. that's really cool. Especially... Yeah. In a pandemic time, if you want to get together with a bunch of people on a Zoom call, and like yeah. e- each time you could set up a, a poll where it's like, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And everybody decides, hey, we're going to go on this path. That could be really cool. I don't know. An idea yeah. for pandemic fun. Uh, but I Care A Lot is about, uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, Roseman Pike, who plays this <laughs> woman who is completely evil because she takes advantage of uh... elderly people... By putting them in a care home and stealing their any t- any money or property they have from them through basically the same way uh, Britney Spears' father is stealing from yes. her. Yes. So I thought this and was very topical. Strangely enough, it's it's very topical and it's very Cohen. Like this is a movie. It it reminded me of one of the most underrated. Movies by Coen Brothers, uh, Burn After Reading, in 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 a way, it's just very. It is so good. I really, really, really like this movie. I I thought it was top of the notch funny. I I, I can't remember the last time last time I I laughed and had so such much fun. All right, what are you gonna give it? Uh, I am going to give it a. 7.5. Okay, yeah, I there is a very large issue that I even saw somebody write an article about today mm. about this movie. Um the Diane Weist character, the old lady who's actually being taken advantage of in this um ends yeah. up they end up making her look like the bad guy even though she yeah. is kind of the bad like she's I'm not going to ruin the ending, but she's slightly bad, right? But in in the scope of things, she was the best person of everybody in the story, right? She was the least bad person out of everybody, right? But she ended up like she ended up being put in in the same boat as all these other people, and they almost made it seem like uh, the Roseman Pike character in the end was like the good guy. Or people could, yeah, people could construe it that way, that she was just doing it because she would, she would, it was her career and she was fighting for her, her career and that made it all okay. Like you could twist it that way in your mind if I can see people doing that and, uh, and the whole thing, uh, yeah, that the whole thing about that is kind of, uh, it's, it's a little crooked, I guess is the best way to put it. Sure. Uh, yeah, what did you give it? Jeez. <sighs> um, I gave it a six. 
No, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. Okay. What'd you give it? Seven point five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it, especially the ending without spoiling anything. Okay, let's listen to the audio trailer for this week. Light Spirit. What seems to be the trouble, old chap? Does this look British? Yeah, it definitely looks like it's shot with yeah. a British camera. You can tell the difference between American and yeah. British cinema for sure. Oh, Wow. She's not unlike the top of the list of characters, though. Oh. Or actors, not characters. This Thursday, the moon is full and we must harness its Oh, right. I love him as well. Hello. You're dead. And I like her as well. Yeah, a yeah. ton of good actors in here. The ghost of my first it's Ralph Fisher. Yeah, based on a 1945 movie, and it, I mean, they're sticking with yeah. kind of the 1920s, early 30s look for sure. Yeah, I like that. I still think it's where she's married with Borat. Right? Oh yeah, I'm really liking the look of it. Like, yeah, me too. I mean, it looks funny, but the cinematography looks really cool. Yeah. Everything looks very colorful and over the top, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? A spiritualist medium holds a uh, seance for a writer suffering from writer's block, but accidentally summons the spirit of his deceased first wife, which leads to an increasingly complex love triangle with his current wife of five years. <laughs> uh, oh, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Only 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. Uh, 74% of Google users liked it. Yeah. Sarah Burry said, A movie so flaccid, not even Viagra could r r revive it. <laughs> if uh, I could this uh, give this abomination two stars, I would. One phrase sums this movie up perfectly: style over substance. Channeling the essence of Hollywood uh, Vulcanus uh, than uh, any true spirit. This movie film uh, uh, failed to impress any on any level. Good actors, poorly cast. For a bad script, Dan Stevenson uh, left me cold as dead as his first uh, uh, and as his first wife, Elvira, 
playing a weak and in influential man who neither deliver his job in the bedroom or uh, the only times he's capable of getting any more done is uh, the help from his wife. It makes me wonder how he managed to bag himself uh, too often. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a bad review. Uh, a, a great mo- film ruined. I love the actors in other roles, but frankly, none of them are believable or likable in this, said Stephen Murdoch. Yeah, a lot of bad reviews in, on Google. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 30% tomato meter, like we said. Uh, yeah. 32% audience score. So, so, yeah, uh, this might be one we need to see just for the end of the year, to be honest, Fro, but I'm not going to pay for it or anything. I'm just going to go, right, either wait for it to come out or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to wait for it to come out on Netflix or something. Uh, Lauren Britton said on on Facebook, I mean, I liked it. It made me giggle, smiley face. Uh, Okay. So, you know, I think she was going, like, seeing all the hate and being like, hey, wasn't that bad to me? Kind of. That's what that comment looked like to mm-hmm. from the way I read it. Uh, but Mark Fitzgibbon says, Noel Coward would shudder in his grave at this pile of garbage. Not even Isla Fisher <laughs> in stockings and, su- and suspenders could save this movie. Just stick to the 1945 version, everybody. I need to see that. I really need to see the 1945 version. Yeah, I don't uh, think I've ever yeah. seen it, but it's one of it's like no. I have no idea if I have or not. Like it's one of those things where like maybe when you were younger, your mom might have like rented it at the library and you watched it when you were sick yeah. and you would never even have remembered. You know what I mean? Also coming out this week, a movie that we haven't talked about, Nomadland. Uh, this has a 7.6 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then 94% of Metacritic, I'm not going to tell you what... No, we already discussed it. Right. I mean, the interesting uh, thing is, you, I gave it a 9, you gave it a 10, and it's got a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. The other movie that came out this last week, Days of Bagnold Summer. Okay. I think that's how you say yeah, that. Depends. 10 times fast, Yeah. A uh, teenager spends his summer listening to heavy metal music while trying to get along with his librarian mum. So this must be British, because it says mum. mum. Yeah. Uh, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. 57% on Metacritic. Starring Earl Cave and Monica Dolan. com slash another digital system that's audible trial.com slash another digital system get the third day free of trial a free book you if you cancel you can keep the book and it helps the show out next week we will go over the results of the golden globes uh, we will uh, cover the news of the week uh, we will do tell uh, me your secrets episode 2 and uh, we will do another digital review of Tom and Jerry. Uh, some people says it looks awful. I think it looks fun. I was never really... I never watched Tom and Jerry when I was a kid. <gasps> oh, 
like I saw maybe an episode or something at some point, but I it was a little. I, it just I never. It, maybe it was just not on a channel I had when I was younger or whatever. But I never I never watched it. Cool, jamming around. Uh, guess what, Luke? I have gotten a new channel in my Disney Plus. Okay. Oh, oh, like a new section in Disney Plus. Okay. Yes, new section, and it's called Star. 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 Star, look, yes. Okay. They have, uh, I'll tell you what Star has. Uh, this is kind of like weird. Uh, they have solar opposites. Uh, like, this is kind of Hulu, but it's bad Hulu. Family Guy, Futurama, American Dad, Cleveland Show, uh, 24, uh, Deadpool, Big Sky, uh, Three billboards uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri, Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, there's so much on this new channel or new section. Right. So I, many. What do, yeah, what do we call I guess, uh, yeah, section is probably the best. It's definitely not a channel, that's for sure. I don't, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Go check that Black-ish. link I put in the chat from while I talk about it. Okay. I saw a commercial for this last night when I was watching, I don't know, something I was watching on TV, uh, and I thought it was the funniest thing. I don't, it's uh, it's something I really, really want, but there's something very wrong, very, very wrong about this product. It's called the Moxie Showerhead and Wireless Speaker, okay? <laughs> Combining luxurious spray and high-quality speaker, the Moxie Showerhead turns any shower into an immersive sensory experience. Uh, both versions of the Moxie are enabled with Bluetooth te- technology. It says, plus, the speaker can easily be removed so you can bring it wherever you want to go. The beach, a picnic, or just lounging around. Does that, something seems weird to me about taking something yeah. that's been in your shower and, like, taking it to a beach or a picnic. I love uh, <laughs> how it says related uh, products. And it says, mirrors, kitchen... Bathing, toilets, and toilet seats. So you can also buy toilet seats. You can get it uh, am- with Amazon Alexa voice activation. So you can, like, ask Alexa. You can yell at Alexa in your shower head. Well, I have a Google <laughs> Home in my uh, in my bathroom, so... Yeah, but is it in your shower head? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Bluetooth speaker in my bathroom. I don't have one in my shower head. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's something so ridiculous. Like it's this is a product I want. A hundred percent want this, right? But oh, yeah. it's yeah, absolutely it's ridiculous and stupid. But I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it is so ridiculous that I want it. That's kind of like right. Totally. Yeah, uh, that is so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, WhatsApp. We didn't talk about that in the news. I, I didn't know Hi. if... Uh, WhatsApp. Uh, users who do not accept the updated terms and conditions of the what of WhatsApp will be unable to be received or send messages. Uh, they will be listed as inactive. That's going to happen... It, pro, it's, it says Jan, they announced this in January, so yeah. Uh, I don't use WhatsApp very much. I know you use it more than me. What do you think about this? Uh, I don't really care. I use it to talk to my dad. That is more or less what I use I, it for. I mean, I thought the whole purpose of it was that it was encrypted, and that was like 
why everybody liked it. And now for it for them to change right. all these change all these rules and saying you have to accept these rules otherwise uh, you can't use it it just seems like it's going to deplete their user base in my mind i agree yeah uh i usually don't watch the sidemen not a big sidemen fan but they had the world's most expensive mukbang that what? was very fun okay yeah. Like lo- a bunch of lobster and steak and all, like all that kind of stuff. You just you just have to watch it. It's very. very I'll go fun. check it out. Yeah, I, I they're okay. I don't. I, they're they're so sports oriented that like I I can't get yeah. with it as much because me and you are. Oh, well, you're a little more into sports, but I'm really not into sports. So, uh, yeah. remember that guy Martin Gugino who got pushed over by the police, the really old seventy five year old man. No. During the protests last year, there was a 75-year-old guy that got shoved over by the police and hit his head on the concrete, and we saw a video of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's filing charges against uh, against the police. So. Mm. Yeah, we totally we covered this at the time. I remember you seeing the video. You would definitely remember yeah. it if you saw the video. Sure, sure. I'm not very good at names. So. Right. Um, do you at all care about WandaVision? No. No? You, I, I am going to challenge you to see, see the first episode at least. I think you It's not, I, it's on, what is it on? On Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't watch things on Disney Plus. I don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like my dad when it comes to that, things like that. My dad is also like, is it on that? Okay, I don't want to watch it then. I just I don't feel like... I, like, I have so many other things to watch. It's like, why would I go out of my way to watch something that like is on something I don't have? You know what I mean? It's, it's just silly. Right. Uh, I, 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 I can understand that. Uh, Clubhouse? Do we want to talk about that? Clubhouse? Yeah, this new app. Uh, well, I guess it's not really oh, new. Yeah. The the invite only app that yeah. like the news media is really upset about because apparently there's like n- news happening on there and they're being left out because it's invite only. And so these new these journalists are being like, we we're getting we're getting left out of this news cycle because we're not on this invite only app because nobody will invite invite us to it, right? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny because I wasn't it Elon Musk is on there. I uh, there's a lot of people on there. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest in a new social media app because no. I don't do social media apps. So for me, it's like I, yeah, there's just a controversy right now with it about kind of um, the idea of an app that not everybody can access. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I think I think there should be more apps that people can't access. Yeah, or not everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. the ex- exclusivity of things. And then, like, what is wrong with that? Uh, I mean, transparency maybe to a certain degree, but I think yeah. a lot of it. This is just like has the, what I've seen talked about it is that. People get upset when uh, other people... Because if you're a journalist and somebody scoops you on a story 
because they're mm-hmm. on this app and they're able to get news from people on this app that the other journalists can't get because they're unable to get added to this app, then they're going to feel left out. And they're like, I want, I, I'm, this app needs to go away now because I, I, I'm getting left in the dark. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Sure, right. So I can understand where they're uh, coming from for sure. Uh, NASA landed on the fake Mars. Oh yeah, how have we did not? How have we not talked about that? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. Right, I totally watched that uh, when it happened that day. Super big news in Norway because one of the parts that is on this rover has been made in Norway. Oh, cool. Like the, the, that's every everybody was like they had live like. Uh, 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 like feed they they cover yeah on the national biggest station in oh. Norway like follow it minute by minute yeah when I woke up that morning that was yeah. the first thing I saw on YouTube was uh they were promoting the live stream of the landing yeah yeah and then they were like oh we have to see it because Norway has been a part of it like if Norway didn't have a part of this they would not care like, <laughs> right that, that is maybe my my biggest problem i i don't know if i've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but that this is maybe one one of my biggest gripes about like uh, uh, the norwegian national media is very like especially like when when people talk about norway outside the borders of norway we get very like oh my god people are talking about us oh my god it's so cool. We we got mentioned like uh, the the Super Bowl commercial got super coverage in Norway, and it's so weird. Like like whoopie doll. Like, <laughs> talked about Norway. Like what the fuck is 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 it with Norway and the obsession of itself? Uh, it I I think it's just kind of like hey look America's talking about us kind of thing. Is what it comes sure. down to, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We didn't talk about the Cuomo thing, about him hiding the deaths yeah. in New York. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was something I wanted to talk about. I don't know. Do you have anything to say about it? Is He lied about like he, how many yeah. old people died in New York. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the man is an asshole. I feel, I've, hopefully... Something happens with him, or or at least his administration. Somebody gets in trouble because that's that's unconscionable for them to do that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah, that's it for me. There's something going on with uh, Ocasio Cortez is at- attacking the Biden administration right now. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. But let's wrap this up. Well, from Norway, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. And he's from the United States of America. That's where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.